welcome to Biampod after an unscheduled week off. Why are you frowning at me? Biampod? Welcome to Biampod. When have you ever called it Biampod? I didn't. I said Biampod. Mm, let's listen back, everyone. Yeah, why don't you waste some time by rewinding? Yes. And then have to listen to this, <laughs> this thrilling repartee all over again. Let's listen. Welcome to Bian Pod. See, That's I told you. Like, yes. That don't sound like a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to tell me off in a minute because you said to me that I uh, had to be nice to you today because you've got. Okay. You've, what have you got, Sanya? What's wrong with you this week? <laughs> tell, have... tell everyone what's wrong with no, you. No, I just, I have, a, I feel sensitive. No, that's not. Yeah, but you're sensitive <laughs> in a particular body area. I've got a, t- a sensitive tummy. She's got the run. No, don't say that. No one wants to hear that. Sorry, you've got a dicky tummy, N- a.k.a. Richard's a Richard stomach. stomach. <laughs> I just have a sensitive tummy and it hurts. No, I'm And sorry. so it can't handle agitating vibrations such as screeching, <laughs> we'll <shake> anger. <laughs> i shake it loose. No, it's it's like it's uncomfortable. I'm sorry. It needs gentle, it needs gentle energy around it. How to start? I can't a have really, spikes of adrenaline. How to start a Marillion podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this is not what people expected when they were like, "Oh, new Marillion podcast has started up. Can't wait." Oh yeah, oh let's have a listen. <laughs> What's the title? So anyway, uh, we weren't here last week. I apologise for that. Um, it was, as I say, unscheduled due to the fact that uh, we just ran out of time, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Tan, we, t- tan, tan. Time ran away from us. And then we intended to do it Monday. Then I was caught up in work. And, and you've had about a million meetings a day last for week the last week. No, no, last week I had like multiple meetings. Oh, here we go. Day. Penny's. Oh, cat started. Penny's joining in. Oh, and the bin men are here. So you can. They're late. It's chaos. It's chaos. At least they've come this week. It's chaos here at Beampod HQ. <laughs> there's the bin men Oh, no, Penny's there. so freaked out yeah, by the, the bin men. The cat's freaking about. There's Tanya with the runs. Not the runs. I just have a sensitive tummy. Mm. It hurts. Okay, for the purposes of the listeners, you don't have the runs. Paul. Contrary to what Paul, you said Paul, stop. It is, see, now, ow, now it's getting really Un- unsubscribe, uncomfortable. Unsubscribe, unfollow. <laughs> what? Well, anyway, so uh, Marillion, Marillion, the band Marillion, we, we are talking about them. Yeah. The band Marillion. That's them. Have started a new monthly video podcast show. That thing. is so exciting. Oh, we haven't had it. Well, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. And I'm so, uh, I really want to see it. Our friend, Nick, thinks yeah. they've started it because of Beampod. Really? <laughs> do you think that's I mean, true? H has his own podcast Yeah, as do you well. think it's because there are a couple of Marillion podcasts out there and both podcasts are uh, being hosted by loose cannons? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's you and I and then there's H. <laughs> the band's very yeah. own loose cannon. Yeah. Uh, uh, possibly. Because Lucy's sort of hosting the show. Oh, cool. Yeah, I really want to watch it. I'm just going to let the cat out. Okay, oh yes. She'll she'll want to come back in. Oh, we'll leave the door open. Leave the door open. The cat's out. Yeah, cat's Lucy, out Lucy's bag. a good natural host, I think. I can imagine she would be. Yeah, so the first yeah. episode, we haven't watched it all yet. but Well, I um, haven't watched any of it yet. You did watch a bit. You watched the bit where Mark made a joke about how much he hates most toys. Oh, oh yeah, you yeah, you bit. showed me that bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, there was some interesting stuff on there about uh, the forthcoming Meridian weekend, which, for the record, we are going to Port Zealand. Nice. Nice. Yes. Sweet. Nice one. Love it. We've Let's paid, have some more of that. Yeah. We paid the final balance. With thanks to our friends. Mark Thank you to and our Rich. friends for helping us get to this point. Get to this point, which we wouldn't have been able to a few months ago, but now we can. Yes. Thanks to them helping us with the deposit last year, Mark and Richard. You are lovely because yeah, we wouldn't be going otherwise. Um, so uh, we are going to Port Zealand. We will be there. We're not doing four nights because uh, we don't know if we can handle the drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing the, the the usual three nights that we do. Um, and yes, the plan is, well, from what we can gather from what Mark and Lucy were discussing on the new Meridian TV show, mm-hmm. the global broadcast that they did, <laughs> um, uh, they started out saying there weren't themes right. and then... Mark was like, well, Sunday's got a kind of theme. And then Lucy and then was like, yeah, and Saturday has a sort of theme. Oh. So that's interesting, isn't it? Dropping little hints and clues to whet our curiosity. Because Mark said how much he liked the themes. Oh, cool. So he's on the same page as me there. So now we've got to um, try and try and guess. Well, I hope the, the thing. Gonna... I, I hope... hope they give us clues. Yeah, I hope each night has a title or a name because that's what yes. I love about it. Yes, and then you can go wild trying to guess what fits into that yeah. category. And what was also interesting was Mark was saying that they've started in terms of choosing the set list by kind of looking at their least played songs. Ah. Oh. Uh, and then trying to balance unexpected stuff with a few crowd pleasers, of course. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, that's what I love about the Meridian Weekends when they do that. I mean, one of my yes, favourite yeah. favorite things from uh, last year's weekends was Woke Up. Yeah, I wish that I was, was as familiar with Woke Up then as I am now because I would have really appreciated it. For like me, now that, I yeah. get why you were so blown away well, by it. Well, also it's Whereas just... at the time it was like, I hadn't, I hadn't, re- well, I hadn't ever heard it before. Um and it was like, oh yeah, that's nice. But if when you don't know a song, it it doesn't, no. you can't get into it as much. No, no, of course. Whereas not. now yeah. I love woke up, and I'm like, yeah, I oh, I've, I've, I've always loved, loved woke up. Live. But, but I think since they played it there, it's like I hope it comes back into setlist because it was, it really felt like, oh wow, this is one of those songs that suddenly they've played it, and surely, hopefully, they see how well it goes down live. Because, yeah, which was a bit like. Uh, you know, Accidental Man was a song that I didn't really care about. And then there was one Marillion weekend where they put it in the set and I went, oh, this really works live. Right. Uh, and it was the first time it had ever clicked with me. I mean, I'd already liked Woke Up, but I was surprised, you know, how well it worked last year. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so who knows? So they, they claim, or Mark claimed, they're, they're going to be playing a song that they've never played live before. Oh, now, looking what through, could it be? Well, looking through Setlist FM and the spreadsheet that our listener, Mark, um, John Nicholas, sent us last year when we did our least played ep- um, songs episode, mm. um, there aren't any songs they've never played live, I don't think. The only one really, I, or two, that I can kind of think of are sort of weird little B-side things like like wi- um, Winter Trees or Marowak Jam. I thought there were some. I thought there were a bunch that hadn't well, been I played live. I thought there were. There were a lot of what, according to this list, there were a lot of sort of one play songs. 
Right. But if you think that they've sort of done pretty much all the eight-year album nights, mm. yeah, or if they've done every album except somewhere else. Right. And I'm pretty sure they have played everything off somewhere else, surely. Um, so, looking so at on it, Setlist FM, were there any zero no. played songs? None. None. There are some once played songs, which I can tell you what they are. I've got my wrong glasses on here. I mean, it's annoying because it's all mixed in with like cover versions that they played once. Right. So that's a bit annoying. Um, I mean, apparently, to, well, according to this, Tomorrow's New Country only played once. So if we go out up and uh, ignore the pre fish era songs that have only been played once, according to the list. Um, uh, but, 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 so looking at it, I mean, I, I can't see Marowat Jam on there, which I think... So you think it hasn't been played? No, it would be a weird one to do live because it really is just a jam. Mm. Um, that would be kind of cool, though. I'd be interesting. I would love to see a jam oh, live. I would. Well, I'd totally love to see them do Base, attempt Marowat yeah, Jam live. Yeah, to sort of go. Okay, that. we are going to jam based upon our experience of Marowat Jam. <laughs> yeah, and then kind of just improvise it around a loose skeleton of the song. I'll give it a go. I bet you they'd lose a lot of the audience in in the meantime. But um, looking looking here. And apologies if I'm wrong here. Um, looking at some of the sort of once played songs, um, they've only played the track Improvis- "Improvisation" twice, <laughs> <laughs> according, to, according to this spreadsheet. Um, so there's a few or a couple of "Happiness Is the Road" tracks that have only been played three times, such as "Half the World" and "Especially True." Um, now I immediately thought, oh, they've never done "Icon," which was uh, B-side from the Afraid of Sunlight era. Right. Which I would like to hear live. I can't remember hearing that, but they they apparently have played that three times. Um, likewise... Does it say where they've played it? Not on here. Oh. Uh, likewise, Circular Ride, four times. You Don't Need Anyone, uh, which was a How We Live cover, uh, four times. I mean, then there's things like Liquidity and, uh, and the like. So looking at it, it, I'm not sure there's been any that they haven't played. Um, I mean, if we look at the albums, um, this is sort of a bit more revealing. So, uh, yeah, so it's sort of saying that everything has been played. Oh, no, I tell a lie. There is some Happiness is the Road stuff. They've Oh, hang on. No, there are some zero plays. Sorry, everyone. Uh, Live Forever, they've never played, and I believe H likes that. That's another... Oh. Uh, that's another B-side from... The um, Afraid of Sunlight era. I like that. I mean, Icon, again, is a bit of a jam, basically. Mm. Um, Live Forever, I think H has said he would like to play it. That's a form song. Oh. I really like it. Um, okay. It's got a sort of really nice sort of bluesy sort of shuffle. So here we go. Here's some songs they've never played. We're talking H era here. Yep. Um, Marowat Jam and Winter Trees. Uh Live forever. Mm-hmm. My money's on that. I, I really like that. Winter Trees. Yeah, Winter Trees is lovely. It's like it's a rather solo track, basically. Here's a track they've never played live, and I think they'd only be playing it over Ian's dead body, which is Say the Word, uh, which Ian hates. What? what? Hang on, wait. Say the Word <laughs> has never been played? No, right. Ian hates it. Oh, it's such a good song. I love it. I love Say the Word. Sorry, but yeah. Ian, maybe he could 
cover his ears with his hands. Uh, oh, now, that's never been played no. live. How? You would think that would be absolutely excellent to play live. Yeah. Because it's so soulful. I think he sees it as a sort of watered down Prince song. Oh, I really love Say the Word. Uh, so then we also have Half Full Jam. Okay, yes. Um, older Than Me. Oh. And Throw That's Me Out. That's never been played live. I'm, I'm sh- I was sure Throw Me Out had been played because I seem to remember a sort of choir appearing on stage. Hang on. So, wait, is Throw Me Out... Volume 2 of Happiness is the Road. It's not a B-side. No, but they, they've never done the whole of Volume 2. Not uh, even at the Marillion weekend. No, what they did, the Happiness oh, of the right. Road weekend, they did the whole of Volume 1. Right. Uh, and then they played a few bits and pieces from Volume 2. But according to this, not Throw Me Out or Older Than Me or Half Full Jam. Ah. So um, so there is definitely some eight-year songs they haven't done. I'm putting my vote in for Live Forever because I would like to hear that. Okay. Uh, watch that. I'm putting my vote. Watch, watch Live Forever go down like a lead balloon. Guaranteed. <laughs> it will, if they play it, the audience will be just like flat. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know it. I'm put, Well, everyone start listening to it now. Gear up your playlists with the least played songs just so you're ready for whatever comes up. And I'm putting a vote in for Say the Word. I'd love to I'm just putting in a wish word. list vote. I'm I not, love I'm not putting word. in a vote as in, I bet they're going to play this. I'm putting in a vote for, I would like to hear it. Now, here's here's something else to consider. Yes. Uh, when they say their songs they've never played before, they could, of course, be referring to Fish Era. Uh, Fish Era songs that right. age has never sung. Oh, well, that would really broaden the list then. Wouldn't it just? It's, it's worth that's thinking about. That would be about. impossible to guess they want, that's they, they want to surprise people. Well, in terms of Fish Era songs that have never been played, mm. um, Lady Nina, which I think H would absolutely nail. Yeah, I could hear H singing Lady Nina. I think he would do a great job of Lady Nina. Yep. Uh, not that I'm going there to hear, hear H sing Fish Era songs. It's not what the Marillion Weekends are for me, but... If they were going to do one, I think that would be that would close work. to the top of my list. Yeah, they've never played uh, Tucks on. Um, oh, I like yeah, I like Tucks. I, I like Tucks on. Band hate it. Do they? <laughs> the band hate Tucks on. Okay, that's not happening then. Uh, I think Fish has played it though. Has he? Yeah, uh, they've never done Just for the Record or Going Under at all. Oh, I love Just for the Record. But if you go down uh, the list of Fish era songs that H has and hasn't sung. Yeah. Let's start with uh, Script for Jester's Tear. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never done Forgotten Sons and never going to. <laughs> <laughs> that I could not imagine. No, let's leave that one. <laughs> uh, apparently they did rehearse He Knows You Know, uh, but didn't play uh, it. I could imagine H singing that. Well, it feels like it's sort of close enough to that sort of garden party-esque yes. vibe that I could see him yeah. doing it. It's not uh it's not an angry song. A bit. Well, I know it's not. It's not as it you know, you can soften it up. Would I want to see him do it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do I need yeah. to see him do, do it? No, it's no, fine. As yeah. I say, but this goes with all the fish era stuff. I really don't need to see H singing any of it. But if he does, I, I will freak out. 
Just, uh, you know, wear comfortable shoes, Paul, because we don't want you hurting your knees or throwing up from bouncing, from jumping right, up and we'll, down We'll too see much. if I'm even drinking in Holland, given the fact that we've, <laughs> we've been dry all January, haven't we? But, we have. But not on purpose. We didn't do like oh, dry January. No, we didn't. But then by the time it got to the middle of January, we were like, oh, we might as well just finish the month. Yeah, it's because we had flu and then didn't want to feel continue well, feeling yeah it took so long to get over the flu and it was like i just want to feel good now yeah so carrying on chelsea monday is a song that people often say oh h would do a really good job of that i can't see it myself personally i think but that might just be because the song plods for me yeah i mean it's not one of my favorite songs so i don't mind if that's scratched off the list yeah uh the web no <laughs> <laughs> three boats down from the candy nope Well, okay, can you imagine to, I H to disagree. doing three balls down from he the He would candy. adapt it. I can't He would that. adapt it to his own style. Okay, no. Uh, Margaret, obviously not. Try it in the single. I can see him doing it, but it's very wordy for him. Um, yeah, obviously not Grendel. Right, Fugazi. Mm, no. Nothing off Fugazi. No, he's no. not going to do anything off Fugazi. No, they're too. He said that. Yeah, no. Wrong vibe. Can't. It's the wrong vibe. Although, you know, Jigsaw maybe, but you know, nah, it's nah. still not quite him. No. Misplaced childhood. Um, well, they've done quite a lot off there uh, with with H. Mm. You know, they obviously do. They've done pseudo Silk Commando, Kaylee Lavender, Heart of Lothian, mm. um, bits of bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, half of Blind Curve. Have they ever done Childhood's End? Exactly what I was about to say. They've never done Childhood's End into White Feather, which he would he would do well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've done Freaks. They've not done Lady Nina. So there's a few oh, off that. Okay, their their options are open. Yes. So on to Clutching. They've obviously done Slange, Incommunicado, Sugar Mice, Warm Wet Circles. Uh, they've. I can't imagine him doing Assassin. That's not on clutching at straws. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh no! The, oh my god! Oh my god! Was... You only do a Marillion podcast. We're only on like episode one hundred and eleven. I meant. And you think assassin is I on meant clutching at Incommunicado. I got the words mixed up. <laughs> yeah, did you? I just said. I genuinely got the words mixed up. I meant Incommunicado. Wow, wow. listeners, <laughs> you heard it. Sanya the thinks assassin is on clutching at the stores. The listeners know me well by now and know that I can't speak and my memory's not the best. You can't speak. You've just what have you been doing these last hundred? Yeah, you know, I know, episodes? but not fluently. <laughs> you speak perfectly fluently. English is not like a second language to you. Uh, so they've not done torch song going under just for the record or tux on, as I said. So. There's a few fishier songs that I think he could do that mm. they haven't done. Do I think that's going to happen? Unlikely. The options are plentiful. Unlikely. But, you know, particularly when you think, you know, Rothers is going out later this year and doing the whole of Misplaced Child and, and Clutching. Don't pull that face. We had this discussion two weeks ago on this podcast. We discussed it on this very podcast two weeks ago. Don't look yes, surprised. But I at wasn't me. feeling well two weeks ago, and you know it. <laughs> and you're not again today. No, wow, I'm feeling. History no, my repeating. brain's okay today. <laughs> Assassins on clutching of straws. Okay, my brain is mostly okay today. Like I had that weird post-flu tiredness uh-huh. two weeks ago. Right. Wow, we whinge a lot, don't we? Yeah, but they love it. <laughs> really, they love it. 
Well, the ones that have stuck around, they must. <laughs> Why just, else would they still? Do they be love listening? it or are they just used to it? <laughs> just tune it out like bickering parents. We're tolerate gi- you. We're giving. We're giving our listeners. It. We're giving our listeners loads of kind of psychological baggage that they'll end up in therapy. <laughs> they'll be in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your parents. No, I want to talk about Paul and Sandy on Bianco. <laughs> <laughs> they were always fighting. Always whinging about their health. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, my money is on Live Forever as the one they've never played before. Okay. Okay. So, that's the Meridian Weekend stuff I, out the way. I just wanted oh, to yes. ask you one thing. I don't know if it's if it's um, a an appropriate question to answer quickly. What song, like, are there any songs? I know you said there have been songs like uh, Woke Up that you were surprised how well they, how good they sounded live. Have there been any songs where you've had the opposite experience? So (laughs) you've really enjoyed them on an album, but then when you heard them live, have kind of gone, oh, they're actually better on the album. For me, yeah, for me, it's out of this world. Um, I find really? It, I, I like it on the album, but I find it a slog live. I do. On oh. a, Live, for me, it seems to just go on and on. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, it, it's weird because it is obviously a great song and considered by many people rightly as one of their best. Mm. But it's such an atmospheric piece of music mm. that, that, that I, just, I just prefer listening to it on, uh, on the album. Now... Interestingly, because after we've finished up with Happiness is the Road, we're going to cover Less is More. Yes. And the version of... I'm Out actually of this, really looking forward yeah, to that. I've, so I've been listening to Less is More recently. And the version of Out of This World on there, I kind of prefer to the Afraid of Sunlight version. Because oh. I prefer the, the latter half and the outro. Um, oh. So, you know. That is going to be a really interesting album to cover because... I'm just going to find it fascinating to listen to the album version of songs next to Well, that's what I think we should do. The new we album. compare and yeah. contrast directly as we're, yeah. going, as we're going through and listening to them. Um, Not the new album, Less Is More. Yes. Um, oh. Oh. But I understand what you mean about... Um, what was the song Out you said? This <laughs> Assassin. <laughs> um, in the sense that sometimes when you're listening to an album version you you can just hear the layers more clearly so you mm. get to appreciate the complexity within the music a whole lot more than you can live but then live on the other hand brings the atmosphere and you can kind yeah. of see the band in action so it's balancing it out isn't I think, it i think for me without of this world there's a sort of Anytime they play it, there is, for obvious reasons, this kind of hushed reverence because they normally play that footage of Donald Campbell's last moments. And so there's this... But for me, and I know I'm in a minority here, it just seems to sort of suck all the energy out of the room. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, it does. It's Mm. not called sucking all the energy out of the room. It's called concentration and focus. Okay, so and he's to, he's to concentrate and focus all the energy out of the room. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a shame because it's an amazing song. Uh, yeah. You know, you say, yeah, but I know you don't like it that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're going, yeah, agree with me. I know what you think about out of this one. I, like I don't not like it. 
I don't not like it. I haven't heard it in a long time and I need to listen to it again to refresh my memory. Well, you will do for less is more. There you go. So, talking about uh, Happiness is the Road, which I mentioned a moment ago. Yes. One of the consequences of having a week off of this podcast is that inevitably there end up being conversations that Sanya and I want to have about Marillion that we end up biting our tongue over because we go, oh, that'd be good for the podcast. Yes. We've had a couple in recent weeks. We nearly did what this episode was going to be, the one we were going to do last week. We we nearly put one of those conversations into the podcast, which we True. save. Which yeah, can- I think it's a mini, it's not like a full-blown podcast it's episode it's a mini it's a mini chat yeah. about a topic off the back of um, the the musical artist megan trainer who did the song all about that bass <laughs> <laughs> that's how it started oh but yes it segued quite interestingly into into marillion, into marillion yeah. things. but we're not talking about that this week well we might we're we not might. talking no no we're not gonna have time for it well i think it's more time than we've got left yeah, we've already been talking for 25 minutes. Fine. So, we've been listening to Volume 2 of Happiness is the Road in preparation for our track-by-track breakdown, Yeah, as we do. Mm-hmm. And Sanya, to say the least, has been <laughs> struggling, haven't you? Yes, I had to come to you yesterday, didn't I, to vent. To have a big old rant about it, because... Not about the whole album. No, but we loved Volume 1. We love Essence. We a think, bit too much, probably. Yeah, we think it's... It, which is, interestingly, going back to Out of This World, which was one of the issues that you had with Afraid of Sunlight because it came off the back of Brave, which yes, you loved. Yes, yeah. And maybe that's just something I'm going to have to deal with and go back to these albums that come straight after what, the ones that I super love come back to them at a future date where they're not in the shadow of something so huge. Yeah. And I, I you know, we'll we'll do an episode summing up volume 1 and volume 2 as a complete collection at some point. But when we when we've been through the hard shoulder uh, as volume 2 is called, did you know that? I didn't. Oh, yeah, cuz volume 1 essence volume 2 the hard shoulder. Ah. ah so what does out- hard shoulder mean? It's that's the <laughs> It's a part of a road, isn't it? Yeah, that's the bit where you sort of pull off. It's the you know, the lay-by, not the lay-by, but the the bit where if you've got technical issues with your car, you pull into Oh. Do you know why they chose to call it the hard shoulder? Well, I think because happiness is the road. Uh, and I think... And so this is like, the hard shoulder is like the pause before you move on to the I next think, album? I think you're overthinking it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's not a pause though, is it? Well, no, that would be an album of, of silence. You're pulling over to the side. It's like brackets. No. I don't know. I, re- I think the reason is that they think volume two is rockier. It definitely the is. Hard oh, yeah, it definitely is rockier. So, lest, lest we forget that volume two was effectively recorded and written before volume one because Essence, the album, poured out of them unexpectedly. Uh, it was sort of mixed in with the sessions for somewhere else. Wow. And they revisited some of it and et cetera, et cetera. And I can hear that on there. I can hear there's a definite somewhere else-ness to some other tracks. However, you know, with the benefit of backlash, um, you know, with the production a little bit more reverby and widescreen and yeah. expansive. <laughs> um, but do you want to talk, because you've been struggling, and it's interesting when we sort of 
talk about having a, a gap or a pause between the albums, you know, mm. particularly the albums you love. When these two albums came out, there was literally zero pause. You know, we yes. were presented to, you know, with the albums as, even though they sell them separately now, we were presented to the album with the albums as a complete set in the way that Marbles was. And how was that received generally? Well, with you first personally and then with the people that you know? I mean, I don't really remember my initial response to it, but I think generally over time I've sort of... <sighs> had the same kind of response that it feels like the Marillion fan base has overall, mm. where, you know, it, why it's been great going back to volume one and revisiting it, because I think for a lot of us, when it came out, there was a sort of you know, sigh of relief, you know, it was like, oh, we could breathe because we hadn't loved the sort of claustrophobic production of somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And this, at least production-wise, kind of felt Marillion-y. Mm -hmm. Now... As I, you know, I can remember sitting around and talking to people about it and, uh, you know, various gigs and things and, and, and about how it was a much better album than somewhere else, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, as a, as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember really breaking it down into volume one and volume two when I had those discussions. Oh, right. Okay. So at the time it was considered or at least seemed to be received as, as a return to form. Now, I've been looking up some reviews um, and indeed among the fan base the reviews when it came out seemed sort of overwhelmingly positive mm -hmm. yeah there's a few naysayers out there but overwhelmingly positive but as time has gone on it seems like that album has fallen further and further down the rankings of Marillion albums and hardly any of the songs from either volume one or volume two are ever played live no so whether the band feels the same way or whether that's a reflection of of the band being influenced by how the fan base feel about it mm. or what, I don't know. But, you, you know, I I was looking up kind of Marillion or lists of Marillion album rankings and it's always towards the bottom, you know, normally wow. with with somewhere else. I mean, I did even see one list that put, put uh, somewhere else, I think, at 17th worst album or seven, in the ranking, it was number 17 at the very bottom. Mm. Then Essence, then The Hard Shoulder. Yeah, she put the hard shoulder as one higher than essence. Uh, you look confused. Then no, you said then essence, then the hard shoulder. Yes, so it put. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. How uh, many people voted for this ranking? I don't know. A total of one. One guy, yeah. So, what seems to have for me? What seems to have happened is, I I I think it was a mistake to release these I mean I'll be honest I think it was a mistake to release the hard shoulder at all because I don't think it overall and I know we normally do this summing up at the end but I think it's worth talking about now because it's been very much on my mind and your mind how disappointing yeah. it is after volume one which I, I'm saying it now I think it is a you know the essence is a top top tier essence album Essence is a masterpiece. I really think that. Essence is literally a masterpiece. And I knew, I knew that going into the hard shoulder was going to be tricky for me personally because of that opinion. And because, you know, history has shown that I judge albums following the ones that I really love a little bit more harshly. Um... But it's like, I don't dislike The Hard Shoulder, 
But there's certain songs on there that I, I don't know. I just, I'm glad that we had a gap before listening to it. And uh, I, I wonder maybe the gap wasn't long enough because I'm still kind of going. Yeah. I don't love it. Like there's some songs that are okay. Like, yeah, they're okay. There's some nice songs. But there's a few songs like I really don't like. Yeah, for me, it's, it's... Like I just think, oh, why did they get put together? For my money, it's got at least a couple of Meridian's worst ever songs on there. Um, yeah. You know, literally their worst ever songs. <laughs> you know, we're talking kind of most toys levels of badness. You know, <laughs> steamer, pop, three and four. You know, yeah. it, it, it's... It, and and I've had a lot of trouble re-listening to it to, to take notes and stuff because I don't enjoy it. When it came to Essence, I was like re-listening to each song up loads of times. It was like continuously on repeat. And yet I just haven't been able to do that with Hard Shoulder. Like I've been actually actively putting off listening to it. So I don't know what to do. My notes aren't going to be very good. Well, it's not whether they're good, as long as they're honest. I think, you know, honest about how you feel. And I've... I mean, I'm I'm kind of similar to you in that... Uh, I mean, I'm listening to it, and I'm kind of trying to hang on to kind of individual bits of songs where I go, oh, that's quite a nice yes. bit. Yes, yes. I and mean, there's plenty of those moments. Yeah, but unfortunately, they're sort of a lot of the time for me, they're packaged because the songs have got that Mike Hunter cut and paste approach to them. It feels like they're individual bits, in this case, coupled to bits that I really don't like. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the the areas of, the, of volume two that fall down for me are, and this is why when it came to an hour before it's dark and they were going, oh, it's got a lot of energy and it's very up-tempo. I was like, you know, ripping my hair out with fear you know it's because <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time where the worst moments on there are when Marillion attempt to be a rock band mm. and do kind of straightforward sort of traditional rock yeah and you know I'm saying it now whatever is wrong with you is their worst ever single it is a diabolical song with <sighs> and I'm gonna say a it, single it was a single and I'm gonna say it it's H's worst vocal performance, even worse than most toys. It's so f- monotone. The need to talk. It's, he sounds bored singing it. It's a, it's a repellent song. It's <laughs> foul. It, 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 you know what? And as I'm thinking about it, every time I listen to it, I think, you know, I've got this thing now. Oh, I don't like Holidays in Eden because it's the steamer and stuff. This is a worse song. This song is worse than Holidays in Eden. Really? Whatever is Do you know what? We is, need to listen. We listen. We need to listen to all the songs that are your least favourite. Put them all into a playlist. <laughs> listen to them one after the other, and then get you to vote. Which one is the ultimate steamer in your opinion? Oh, I'm saying it now. Whatever's wrong with you. Oh, well, that's only because you've listened to it most recently. It, oh, no, I'm saying I've always hated it. When it came out <laughs> as a single, I was like, oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake. I thought that when they released it as a single, and thank God for volume one, because it was like, oh, good, it's not all like that. It is a terrible song. So what, they released it before they released the rest of the album? I believe so, yeah. Oh, no. So that's what you thought was um, 
That's what you thought the album was going to be no, like. because I know now that you don't judge a Marillion album by its single. By its single, you know. <laughs> the, the single is like the lowest They don't have a clue when it comes to album. releasing singles. I know, Lucy, if you're listening, that you follow the advice you're given, which you've obviously considered now. There's no point doing that because it's not going to get played anyway. But, you know, it's it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> Oh, easily. Yeah. I think that was the point where I came to you yesterday and had to vent because I was having such a hard time sitting down, writing notes. It's like, I don't want to have to re-listen to this straight after I've listened to it to write anything. It's so hard. It was. It was at the point of, um, what's it called? (laughs) Despair. The point of despair? No, the song. Well, oh, oh, my God, whatever is wrong with you. Yeah, it was at the point when I was listening to whatever is wrong with you. It was like, I can't hold it in any, anymore. I have to talk to Paul. Oh, a bit like you this morning. No, Paul Rose, no. <laughs> that was when you got out of bed No. That's what you said. That's so not true. <laughs> Why don't we ever make jokes at your expense? Look, it's an open goal. I'm sat right here. I'm here. Yes, but I'm too lovely to make jokes like that about you. Well, you're missing an opportunity. I'm right here. Look at me. I <laughs> okay. mean, I'm, I'm right for having the piss taken out of me. I'm a shambles <laughs> of a human being. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> Go for it. Do your worst. Um, so I've been going through it. Thunderfly can't stand. Uh, <laughs> well, you're already going to go through the album. No, I'm just very quickly. Thunderfly, we'll do it properly, you know, because we're going to look at the lyrics we'll and all that stuff. All that the we do. surprises. Well, Thunderfly, oh, for fine, I'm saying it. Thunderfly can't stand, but yeah, I Thunderfly, Thunderfly. Actually, I didn't. I don't mind. Well, that's because it's got some nice bits. It's got some nice. And yes, and I have to agree with you. What you said earlier, there were quite a few songs where it's like, oh, really hate the first half, love the second half loads of examples of that where it's like I think I don't like a song and then I stick with it and I'm like oh but the ending's so good so uh, Thunderfly it, had some really nice okay, bits in it we don't want to go in I just, the reason I bring up Thunderfly here is because I want to talk about a review of that which mentions that song okay now, what would you how would you describe the genre of Thunderfly rock I mean, it, for I don't me know. it's kind of yeah it sort of feels like it's sort of yeah I've been Elvis Presley that's that's what it feels like H is trying to do he's trying to be a little bit like the Doors or Elvis Presley 60s 60s-esque isn't it yeah so I found this review on scene point blank whatever that website is this is the trouble when you're reading reviews you've got to remember that that a large number of the the, the, the human species are massive idiots. Right. So I read this review. Uh, it says, With volume two in the Happiness is the Rose series, Marillion has the ship back on course, kicking open the door with Thunderfly, the hard shoulder run, have you feeling bad that you ever doubted the band in the first place? So obviously this idiot didn't like volume one. Way back in the early days, Marillion struggled to separate themselves from comparisons to Gabriel-era Genesis, which at times they were guilty as charge, particularly with neo-poet Fish as their frontman. Thunderfly is the closest they've come to bringing those whispers back again. If people nowadays knew who the hell Genesis was, that is. It doesn't sound anything like Peter Gabriel-era Genesis. Anything. Thunderfly. Thunderfly. Are we talking about the same song? Yes. It's like... He didn't... It's not... It's not a typo. Who listens to that song and thinks it sounds, oh, that sounds a bit like Supper's Ready or, <laughs> or, or God, Watcher of the Skies? Thunderfly. Thunderfly. 
sounds in this idiot's mind sounds like and i'm sorry if you're listening but you're an idiot yeah he may be among our listeners i don't know but you you are literally a massive idiot okay it doesn't sound anything what (laughs) calm down with the insults well no he deserves it (laughs) what an idiot listen to it and then if you ever listen to gabriel era genesis and then listen to Thunderfly. Oh, my God. I can't see the similarity. It's just beggar's belief. <sighs> Thunderfly. Yes? I I felt it sounded similar. Oh, I'm just going to... Then I won't have... I'll say no, it. No, no, because then I won't have any we'll notes to, to a... read in my... In the actual podcast. Oh. It's fine. I'll, I'll save it. Okay. Can't wait. Um... <laughs> It sounded really mean. Yeah. Um, the other thing as well, of course, with this album is Rothers with his roto box pedal thing. With a oh, the adrenaline pedal. Pedal. Yeah, whatever. Well, that's what Nick called it. I think it's like a roto thing. It's like it's like a speaker with or uh, or microphone thing with a spinning thing inside it. Wow. Yeah. And what does it do? Well, it makes that horrible sound and sounds like number one. Yeah, <laughs> that horrible sound that he has. <laughs> yeah, which for me, it's lacking volume two. It's lacking the emotion that Marillion do, which is often comes through Rother's guitar. Mm. And I know some people have said this about. There is no. There are some really good guitar bits, electric guitar bits on uh, volume two. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are, but they're more kind of rhythm or melody rather than him doing a soaring solo that kind of makes you want to weep. Mm. Which, you know, he's peerless when he But that's he not that. what Hard Shoulder was meant to be, was it? If it's called Hard Shoulder, it was meant to be punchier, rockier. I don't think they set out with, let's make an album called The Hard Shoulder that's rockier and punchier. I think that's just... They collected they had the songs. their rockier songs. Yeah, I imagine the title came afterwards. Mm. I, mean, I don't even know if it's rockier. This is the thing. It's like... There are a couple of rockier songs, heavier songs, for sure. Yeah, yeah and then in the middle you've got, um, for the record, which I like... Older than me, throw me out in half the world. I like all three of those. Yes. Because again, that's Same. Meridian. It, you know, Meridian's worst moments are when they try to rock out. And thank God, an hour before it's dark, buck that, buck that trend. Because, you know, yeah, they did it right. They did it right. It's it's just that sometimes in the past when they've tried to write rock songs, they just plod. They don't have energy. They don't feel because I think the the best part of Meridian. What bring what what brings out the best in them is when they add layers and complexity and subtlety. Yeah. When you get that in their music, you hear them at their finest. And I think the rockier songs drown it drown out the complexity a bit. Yeah. So you're not you're not getting the nuance. Well, I don't think in the they music. drown out the complexity. I just don't think it's there in songs like "Whatever Is Wrong." Well, maybe it is there, but you can't hear it because it's all. No, it's not there. Kind of. <laughs> it's, there's no complexity in "Whatever Is Wrong With You." It's, it's just <laughs> really dull rock song, you know, with a that's it, entirely constructed around a guitar riff that doesn't really go anywhere or do anything particularly interesting. Mm. But I will I will say one thing as well. I am so glad that I wasn't around when the album came out because I would have listened to volume one and volume two back to back. Well, as we all did. And I think it w- it may have clouded my judgment of volume one. Well, this, this is what I wanted to say. Whereas it's, having a yeah. gap between them 
meant that I was able to really, really take volume one for what it is and appreciate it, which is a masterpiece. And then volume two, it's kind of like, it's also there. But this is this is it. This is why I don't think there's really much on volume two that is strong enough that, that I wouldn't advocate just put the whole thing in the bin. Yeah, there's there's nothing for me on there that is so good that Real Tears for Sale, I know, I mean, Lucy certainly is one of her favourite songs. I like it. Uh, I like Man from Planet Marzipan. I like Half the World. But beyond that, none of them are sort of, for me, in that sort of real upper echelon of, of Meridian classics that I wouldn't go, you know what, because otherwise, when do you release this album? So what, you wait another two years, three years or whatever and put it out? Yeah, so then I don't happens? think it would have stood no, well on it its own. Stand, it, it's not strong enough on its own. Yes, but unfortunately, what happens is you put it with volume one and it, it weakens the overall impact of volume one, which is why I'm saying it should have just been dumped, released perhaps three or four of those tracks, either as B-sides or or as on a bonus disc or something rather than going it's volume one and two of the same album which which because it was a marketing thing i know why they did it they had these songs and they you know had seen that somewhere else had had a less of a enthusiastic response compared to marbles so they went we're doing it again we're doing it but unfortunately the material just wasn't strong enough on that second disc Mm. And it, it damaged the album as a whole. And as a result, Volume 1 Essence, which is an album that, that people should have really given the time to, but they couldn't because they had this other disc as well to listen to, you know, and so Volume 1 is not media. It, 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 like all great Marillion albums, you need to sit with it and let it sort of soak into your, your DNA. It didn't have the, the luxury of that. So consequently, now it just gets massively overlooked. Uh, and it, it it's by doing that second disc, it, it damaged the reputation of Happiness is the Road. That's sad. It is sad, sad. and so consequently, yeah, road. they should have they should have dumped it. Sorry, you know, can, can you know if anyone out there can too late argue, now, Paul. Well, if you can argue the the benefits for me of any of those songs on that album, okay, real tears for so I don't mind, especially true. But again, is it a song that I kind of go, oh, yeah, that's that's Marillion at their, their best. Likewise, Older Than Me, Throw Me Out Half the World. I like them. They're all fine. Asylum Satellite, number one. I know it's a, a favourite of Rothers because he gets to play that horrible noise he, he likes. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> but I hate it. <laughs> Even though it's got a nice sort of outro again at the end that's been sort of stuck on there. You know, I quite like that twinkly bit. But for me, it's just a sort of formless, shapeless load of noise for the majority of the song with that occasional duh, duh, you know the keys or the chords a man for planet marzipan is fine but it's like a watered down invisible man um, and then thunderfly is just a it's genesis it, yeah it's just a genesis <laughs> just genesis <joking>. copyists <laughs> i can't believe that could have come straight off that. of foxtrot <laughs> what an idiot unbelievable so that's really where we were going with that was just how i just think the 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 whole of the happiness road release strategy was ballsed up because they did also the the release it for free on torrent sites thing after Uh, i see paid for pre-order yes so put noses out join with that and then then they they released this album with a, a second disc of really substandard material yeah 
that that damage the the, the but, su- superlative volume one. You know what though? It is what it is. What's how it was done is done. And I yeah, think... I know. I wouldn't give a shit about it if we weren't doing a podcast. I wouldn't care now. I wouldn't be, <laughs> I'd be ranting like this. I'd be. I'd have to be mentally ill to rant like this. Kind of, you know, fourteen years on. <laughs> I wouldn't care. But I've got a podcast. <laughs> it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. No, none of this matters. <laughs> because I think anyway, like whether ultimately a move was successful or not it was the essence of the mood move which is the courage to do something differently and the courage to innovate which has led to their long-term success yes. and longevity yeah i agree oh i agree i love that they that they you know this is still the era of them trying new things yeah awesome marillion suck it and see period <laughs> yeah uh so you know uh, but at the same time, I do think it's a shame that because of all that essence, the album got overlooked. Yeah, because it's so good. Yeah. So good. One of my favourites. And But also with the caveat that they shouldn't have put bloody half-fault jam on there. Oh, uh, why? Well, they should have stuck it's it. It's a secret track. They should have stuck it on the disc of shit. P- Paul! <laughs> Shall we read a letter or two? The turd shoulder. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do a couple of letters to, to sing right. us out. I haven't got the letters with me on my laptop. What? Well, what? I'll read it then. I'll read one, maybe two. All right, so we've got a letter here from Daddy, Daddy G. Daddy, 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 Daddy G. G. Paul Greenlee is his real name. And he says, these are his thoughts on Happiness is the Road, Volume 1. Okay, good. Yep. Now, this album to me is a very balanced record. Well, Volume 1 is anyway. And I cannot really criticise the tracks on the first disc. Without going through all the tracks, it is clear that it is a much better record than somewhere else, both production-wise and quality of songs. This Train Is My Life can best be described as lovely, and the title track is one of their best title tracks of the modern era Marillion. You quite rightly described Essence as a biggie in your pod. And every time I listen to it, I hear something new to the song. The instrumentation is quality and H's vocals are exceptional. The only song that lets it down a little is Half Full Jam, which, let's face it, is just, uh, well, jam and not a proper song. Yeah, so Hidden Track or Not shouldn't have been on there. I I like that it's on there. Yeah, yeah. I will have a lot more negative things to say about Volume 2, and I'm sure you too will as well. <laughs> oh, we already have. As there are some real steamers on there. Oh, there ever. <laughs> Till then, keep up the good work, Daddy G. Wow, thank you, Daddy G. <laughs> he knows us so well. Oh, dear. Um, and then we had a letter come in that was about H Natural. Oh, yeah. So it's an H Natural review from Daniel Hamby. I, oh, Hamble. <laughs> he signed the letter <laughs> Hamble, so <laughs> he remembers. Um, I loved H Natural. It was my first time seeing it and it was fantastic. My favourites were It's Not Your Fault, Beyond You and Fantastic Place. 
I've just started my second semester at university in Montreal and I've been introducing Marillion to my friends. I usually send them fantastic place or sounds that can't be made. And then after I send them a long song, either Ocean Cloud or The Leavers. What songs would you choose to introduce people to Marillion? Love the pod and looking forward to the Marillion weekend coverage in 2023. And P.S. I hope this letter is sufficiently long to annoy Pedantony. <laughs> Not long enough, sorry. Oh, any letters. Of we any need length. Pedantony back. So what songs would you... Well, we already know what, what songs you used to introduce Marillion because you introduced it to me. Yeah, and they... Uh, it, uh, them. It, them. Well, yeah. Beyond you, and I'm afraid it's a lot of the two that I always would would use. Yeah. Um, these days, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I tried Invisible Man with a few people a few times, just because I kind of think, if you don't like that, you're not going to like them. Right, yep. Um, I've sent individual songs to people, but when it's relevant okay. to what was happening in their life. Well, Marillion songs. Yeah. When have you done that? Last year. To who? To what people? Well, I sent... The people are you sending songs to? <laughs> My kids. Hmm. I sent Care to Jasmine. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other songs I've sent. I know it because she's, she's studying creative writing and so she often uh, has to look at various poems and stuff. Right for inspiration or to write notes on or whatever. So I know I sent her care and there was another one. I wish I could remember what it was that I sent for her. Most toys. Yeah, it was most toys. No, I can't remember what it was. Oh, this is a good story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe it was at Hollow Man? I, I, yeah. Okay, do test not. Anyway, test I, not take I, I should have thought about the. You. I should have thought about this prior to recording the prior podcast. To opening your mouth. <laughs> um, remember, you open goal here. You can take the piss out of me anytime you want. Off you go. <laughs> Trouble is, it's hard, isn't it? To take the piss out of me because I'm perfect. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. The Invisible Man I did send to... I, and again, I suppose it sort of would depend. Oops, sorry, just adjusting my seating. I think it would... Um, um, it would th- depend on the person. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think it would depend on the person and their music taste. Once you know that, you can tailor the songs you choose to share with them based upon that. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I kind of think, you know, I've always said you could do a whole bunch of Meridian compilations and they'd sound like a different band on each one if you chose. That's true. Because they are so diverse. Yeah. You know, they could just sound like a shit plodding rock band if you wanted. Uh, you know, a pub rock band. Uh, if You know, whatever's wrong with you. Most Paul. Toys. Um, Paul? <laughs> Out of control today. Well, it's true though, isn't it? It's not. Why are you not admitting that? That's why are you. Why are you gone go quiet? Like suddenly you. You've just been going on about how much you hate the turd shoulder. Now <laughs> <laughs> no, you've gone all coy about it. Pub rock band. Yeah, but it's true. But then at the same time, yeah, you could you... also put together a compilation where they sound like a really good rock band. 
and a compilation, but they sound almost like a pop band or a boy band or, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, They've got so much content to choose from yeah. that you can literally put it together in a myriad of ways and have a completely different sound each time. So that's why I did always used to choose The Invisible Man, just because I I thought, well, this has got a bit of everything that they do well within yeah. one song. But I think I'd only share The Invisible Man with someone who you already know can handle longer, more complex songs. Mm. I wouldn't send it to my teenage daughter, for example. Well, maybe one of them. Yeah, she might. Because she likes prog. But one of the others, maybe not. I'd send a more poppier sounding yes. song to yes. start off with. Yes. And then you ease them but into it. But if you're it. trying to get someone into Marillion and you have to kind of send all the poppy songs. Then why are you trying to get them into Meridian? No, you wouldn't send them all the poppy songs. You'd send one poppy song. <laughs> you ease them in. So you start off, like if this is like someone who's more into pop, you start off with one their, one of their more poppy songs. Then you go slightly less poppy and then you go into <laughs> prog and go, this is like the main so, sound. So there's a spectrum of meridian It's, it's but... like stepping into a hot tub. Slowly. Mm. Okay, acclimatise them. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah. you know, like if you know they already love prog, you can just send them Invisible Man. Or Ocean Cloud. Or, or Ocean Cloud or one of the like... Care really... or something. Yeah. Yeah. Care, I think, is quite accessible for anyone, really. Well, yeah. Because it's got so of, many If you bits. say this is three songs in one. Yes. Rather than this is one song. Yeah. Um, which is how I see a lot of their longer songs anyway. Some don't, some, such as Ocean Cloud, they feel like one, it feels like one piece of music because it, yes. you know, that feels like it's a song that really uh, evolves over the, you know, and, and, but consistently with what it is over the course of its sort of journey. Whereas I think Care, that just changes completely, you know, because by the end, that's something completely different to what it started yeah. out as. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, don't know. I mean, likewise, the levers that's a song that I love, but again, it's made up of different parts. Mm. I do, I do slightly miss. Sorry, this is this is getting off off topic, but it, you know, like a good prog song, this conversation's evolving and building upon itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do miss the kind of pre cut and paste days where. And I suppose an hour before it starts has it a bit, but where that you would feel the songs they'd set out, such as with Misplaced Child. Misplaced Child for me is is sort of one piece of music that that atmospherically, musically hangs together mm-hmm. as one piece. You know, it even repeats some of the sort of yeah musical motifs and things as you go throughout. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Uh, you know, and something like Ocean Cloud again, you know, that's the half an album, isn't it? Basically, and yet it, it feels like it, you know, it, it returns to pieces of music again, and then you know, like the sea, it sort of rolls in and mm. rolls out, and and so I, I I don't know, I miss them doing that. Um, you know, I love lots of their longer songs, but they do sometimes feel like suites of songs rather than you know one, one long, long song. song. Hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, 
but to do that you would need to change their approach to writing music I suppose which you know they do this jam thing well, I come to records it and this sticks all the bits together rather than sort of sitting back and going well you know we like that but how do we musically turn that into a 20 minute song I don't know what I'm saying mm. I don't know what I'm saying but I know what I mean yeah I know what you mean um I don't know how it would be possible through jamming how did they used to, like when they wrote misplaced childhood what was different i think it was still the same but then i suppose then as well rothers was in charge of more of the music wasn't he was so now, there was naturally a cohesion in yeah, sound because one I person's so. in charge i think so yeah you know yeah. It's, it's all well and good them having this sort of uh democratic process now where they get to vote and all the rest of it but i think i think it, you know, as much as I've loved the last three albums and obviously, you know, this one of Happiness is the Road, as much as I've loved all of those, um, they feel, they all feel to a, to a point more like a collection of songs rather than a whole sort of artistic statement in album form. Hmm. Do you see what I mean? It, or even an hour before it's dark. Uh I mean, it's, oh my God, that album's brilliant. I'm still listening to it and still loving it. I don't know. Marbles? Marbles, the are, first Marbles still one. felt like a collection of songs. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I know I what you mean. Up. I know what you mean. It's like my favourite mean. Yeah. of all time. I'm know, just... Such as Talk Talk Spirit of Eden or... Kate Bush is running up that hill. There was a sort of, you know, or misplaced childhood or brave or whatever. There was a certain. Misplaced childhood felt like a play. Likewise, so like... brave, apart from Paper Lies. But and then... yes, yes, yeah, so did Brave. <laughs> I mean, because they're concept albums. So basically, you're saying you want a concept album. Yeah, but a concept album that isn't just a concept album in terms of sort of lyrics, which. Yeah, a, a, uh, a musically it's... concept yes, album. Which an hour before it's Got dark it. is. You yes, know, I. I get what An you mean. An album that musically has a concept. Yes, 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 yes. That's that's, that's where, it. That's yeah. where I My was brain's headed. connected it now because it's like yeah, an hour before too. it's dark did feel concepty. That's what I mean. But yes, it was concepty in concept and not so much. Yeah, a lot musically. of fear was was kind of apart from the leaders, perhaps, which is a bit different. Yeah, um, but fear also, you know, lyrically, you know, it felt like it was bookended with themes that that true true yeah, resonate yes. with one another however but again, musically, musically quite diverse yeah but i just think i uh, wonder if people or oh, whether the band or musicians feel averse to doing that because they think people don't they maybe they think people and people's um attention spans need different sounding tracks so they resist doing a long thematically similar piece of music oh, yeah, or album thematically similar is, is is the wrong but 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 more cohesive i suppose as a as a one artistic piece yeah you'd need one person being the captain of that so either yeah. the producer going right you guys all make the pieces of music and i'm the boss of how it sounds or yeah. one member of the band being like okay i'm going to be in charge of the music for this album yeah because i because love because the, then you get like a um, what's the word? You get a unifying flavour. Or is it, you know, you know, 
we're at a stage in Meridian's career where you know if they, I understand that they probably can't be bothered to do that. and don't kind of but no also they are very democratic they want to all be included equally yes yes they do so it's and which you know which is fair enough yes you know and we all love the result of that yeah yeah but in order to get what you are asking for it would have to be a less democratic process, in my opinion. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, you know, it's... I mean, I'm sure there was a democratic approach to some degree to misplaced childhood and brave and, you know, but but maybe, maybe a way to do it is to sort of come to... You know, maybe it is to a degree on H's shoulders and we know that H these days you know, finds writing lyrics increasingly hard because he's he's sort of written so many words over the years. He admits this himself. You know, maybe it needs to come from him and go, I want to write me, uh, lyrics about this mm-hmm. and this is the journey, you know, in the way that he did with Brave. Mm-hmm. Um, right, And yeah. this is the story I want to tell. You know, I... But, I, but I lyrically, loved, that, they do do that. Well, they do with, for instance, Sierra Leone. Yeah. Uh, now imagine if that had been expanded to album length. Some people right. might go that self-indulgent. I would have loved it. Yeah. You know, and then that they, would be really interesting to explore. Yeah, that story to album length, and uh, you know, because it is literally a story. You know that that talks about. That would be awesome. I could really. I'd. I would dig having Sierra Leone the album. Yeah. Totally. Expand that to album length or something like that. Yeah. And then return to, for instance, you, you know, Walking Free. You know, it comes in early on, like a kind of, you know, and then it comes, that theme oh, comes yeah. back. Yeah, I'd and love so that. And so it just becomes a, a, an evolving piece. Mm. Oh, that would really work with Sierra Leone. But I'm also saying this with the caveat is they're Meridian. I'm just some twat with a podcast. Don't, you know, I'm not got any expectations i just love the fact they're still making music yeah exactly and, you know we've got a podcast so it's fine got, paul i don't think i don't think they find... are going well paul rose wants sierra leone the album let's do it well no i know i'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just pointing out to people yeah but that we've got a podcast and we've got to fill it with shit somehow so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> talking of you probably need to get to the toilet so we should wrap up paul that's... <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I need Pedantony here so he can make fun of you because I'm incapable. I don't know where this has come from because outside of the podcast and our videos that we make, you take the piss out of me constantly. <laughs> and yet, that is and true. It is true. And yet when we get on the mic, uh, I can't think you, of you it. go all kind of, oh, shy, I'm lovely, I am. I never take the piss out of my husband. Yes, no, you, I yeah. do all the time. It's just, it, I'm, I'm not... Pretending that I'm lovely and shy. I'm just saying I can't think of it quickly enough. <laughs> what you do in real life. Well, there you go. It's without the pressure of, yeah, of it's having con- a it's microphone. Constant. It's constant. It's constant. More or less is, isn't it? No. It pretty much is constant it's taking not the piss constant. out. We have a we we have a funny way of showing our love, but it works for us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what to say? Like, comment, subscribe. No, that's YouTube. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe, tell people about us. Um, 
Have I got anything else to say? We're doing a live show in the summer. We did have one of our Patreon. Oh, Patreon. Um, yeah, Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Mr. Biffo. You get extra stuff and episodes early when we do them. Um, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, we have one of our patrons say something very lovely. He's a Biampod patron. Um, but he's going to come to our digitizer live show in the summer to shake our hand. Aww. Our hand, our collective hand. <laughs> 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 Which I was really touched. It was a really lovely message. I just hope he doesn't hate the show. <laughs> but if any of the rest of you would like to, um, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yes. Um, that's it then. That's it. That's it. We did it. We got through this episode. Yeah. So exciting. next week, will we be properly into volume two? Possibly. Yeah, I think we might be talking. Wait and see. Talking individual tracks. It's going to be a riot. <laughs> boy, oh boy, Sanya. We might only need one episode for volume two. Yeah, we might. I'm just saying. Yeah, we'll see. But then we'll, we want to do a wrap up as well, don't we? Kind of. A... I can do a wrap up really quickly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Let's I just, just want to move on to real to is real, it real to, to real? real. Oh my god! Wait, what's it called? This is more. This is more. <laughs> god, Wait, I told us. you. What's wrong with you this week? All the blood has rushed to my tummy. <laughs> Stop that! <laughs> oh dear! Right, everyone. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, unless you're one of our patrons, in which case we'll talk to you on the bonus episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.